0: Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm trying to contain my excitement for tonight. My cheeks uh, hurt. I'm already smiling so much. <laughs>
0: I can tell. So, our special guest tonight, Tim Paulson. Tim, how are you? I'm good, man. Life is good. Yeah, I know. And because this is audio for most people uh, who won't watch it on YouTube, we got a baby on the show tonight, which yeah. is really this is why Nikki's gushing and like losing her.
1: I'm. Losing my mind. Tim, will you introduce us to your new little bundle of joy?
0: Yes. So this is my son, Wesley Jack Paulson.
2: He was born October 3rd of this year. So yeah, he's here. And he's awesome.
1: Um, you just said my son. Is that still weird?
2: Still very weird, but also <laughs> super cool. Um yeah, I mean you don't I mean, I still feel like I shouldn't be trusted with I mean <laughs> maybe a dog even. So like the fact that I have, you know, we have a child now is like just beyond me that someone allowed us to have this, but yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: Were <laughs> <laughs> you like leaving the hospital feeling like, is there a manual or am I stealing this? Like someone should definitely be here to like make sure that I don't not 100%. keep this thing alive.
2: No, I mean, and like the coolest, the, so like we took a, like a, a course before you know kind of leading up to the birth just like general birthing things and like because my sure. wife and I were both like we don't know anything and I feel like we should know a lot like and we don't know much at all so we took a course leading up to it but still like the moment right before you leave the hospital you like just kind of this this shared look of like oh my god we're what do we do when the nurses are gone and when like the on-call doctors are gone and like we have to live in our house. And what, what do we do now? So it was, it was terrifying. But I mean, the second we got home, honestly, like within a couple hours, we were like, Hey, we have a little human and this is like the coolest thing ever. And we're going to figure this out. So it changed quickly, but.
0: (laughs) Well, and the best news, Tim, is babies can't tell on you. So if you screw up, he's not going to say anything. So what do you care? Mm -hmm. You're good. You're all good.
1: (laughs) I have like, I have ginger baby envy right now.
2: Hard. Uh, so we, we lucked out. I mean, not lucked out obviously, but I mean, he's ours, but we, uh, when he was born, the doctor like looked up at us and she's like, didn't you say you wanted a ginger baby? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, like Oh, great news. It's a redhead. And we we're like, Oh my God. <gasps> you know, gingers continue because my, you <sighs> know, I had, my hair was much redder when I was a kid. Like I was red as was mm-hmm. my wife, so, like, we were kind of, we were like, all right, we'll work two for two, I don't really know how jeans work, it's not my forte, so, like, I don't know what the odds oh. are here, but we were hoping for, we were hoping for ginger.
1: Oh, let me tell you the odds, because I have weighed this in my mind so many times, because I'm, like, dying for a ginger baby, my husband is just, hair just like yours, Tim, and oh, wore awesome. it long for 10 years, like, basically the same, you guys are the same, you're a little fitter. <laughs> I hope Matt's not listening, Um, (laughs) but I always have said, like, I would love to have a little ginger baby that looks just like him and the gingers continue and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Let me tell you how the genes work. Barely at all. Like so recessive. So, so, so recessive that your odds are just like crushed by all the brown hair and dark eyes. and.
0: Nikki, if I want to make you feel better about it. So my baby sister is a ginger. She went Uh five for six. What do
1: you mean? All gingers?
0: all gingers five gingers Uh, one blonde swear to god army of gingers awesome i should i'll show you guys a picture sometime it is absolutely an army of gingers it's unreal
1: god that's That's what i want
2: they can have each other's backs when they all get inevitably made fun of
1: exactly well being a ginger is cool now it's the thing like thanks to ed sheeran
2: It was not cool when I was growing up, for sure. (laughs)
1: I'm not from that either. No way. (laughs) And he's the same. He was like red, red when he was a kid. I see pictures and I'm like, oh, your head's on fire. Oh, yeah. Different now, but yeah. Oh, so fun. I love it.
2: My hair is growing in a little bit. It's a little less red now, but still quite, yeah, quite red. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I'm curious to see how his grows in. I really hope it just like stays super duper uber red, but We'll find out.
1: (laughs) Um, He's so freaking cute. How how has uh, adjusting and sleeping and all those new parent things been going for you guys?
2: Um, I mean, honestly, on the whole, pretty good. You know, like he's a as far as babies go, like I feel like he's a pretty cool, pretty chill baby. Like on the whole, you know. Granted, you know, my wife is also a superwoman, like, you know, so she's, she's, Mm. um, but I mean, yeah, like as far as, you know, like he's been going great with like growing, feeding, he sleeps pretty well. I mean, you know, all things considered, I guess, as well as you could kind of expect a six week old to sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also just
1: got here. So I cut him, I cut Uh him some slack. Exactly.
2: (laughs) What's up? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> he's going pretty well. And like, you know, my wife and I are both creatures of routine and habit, like to a T. And I think mm. that's definitely paid off. I mean, you know, granted, they don't really have habits when they're a couple weeks old, but just like, I feel like there is, you know, maybe this is me being a little bit too university. Like, you know, I feel like you just kind of pass on the, you know, just the vibes more than anything. Yeah. So I think like, you know, just kind of pushing those, you know, like, Hey, it's nighttime now and we're all really tired. So we're going to go to bed. And like he kind of like he's like all right cool yeah it makes sense like I don't know that's what I imagine him saying but
1: yeah he's <laughs> a right. logical baby
0: yeah exactly totally. he's super logical <laughs> well you're like you're lucky you guys are in the off season too that's gotta help right like he definitely
2: planned so like we were you know I mean we. We planned on having a baby perfect world October because we got married in October, we got engaged in October, October is our favorite month because we love leaves and we're super basic people. So like, yes. <laughs> we really wanted to have a baby in October. And also, you know, it made perfect sense when we were like, when we had made the decision, hey, we're ready to have a kid, you know, let's, you know, kind of get the show on the road. Um, you know, we're like, all right, well, the games are in August. So we say no September just in case, cause you know, we don't want to like maybe accidentally have an August baby. Um, so like, you know, we're like, all right, October. So yeah, we just kind of got lucky and we had an October baby. Um, <clears throat> where was I going with that story though?
1: Training off season.
2: Oh yes. So <laughs> sorry. I looked, I looked at you,
1: no worries.
2: I got distracted. He's kind of cute. Um, but yeah, so like we were, <clears throat> we were planning all that out and then obviously, you know, 2020 happened
1: and mm-hmm.
2: we're lucky that, you know, we're, we are in the off season. So my training is kind of on the back burner right now for the most part. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it worked out for the most part because the, excuse me, the games were at home because if they weren't at home and there was a lot of like, you know, if there was a lot of quarantining and things like that, you know, I don't know how that would have gone for me as far as, you know, cause he was born on the third, the games were the 19th to the
1: 21st or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, so it was like, it would have been close enough that, you know, if we were traveling, like I might not have been super comfortable traveling and I guess it lucked out that I wasn't fit enough to make it to the finals this year because I wouldn't have gone anyway. You know, like I, mm. I, I knew that from the start. Once they announced, it, they're like, "Yeah, the finals will be in the middle of October." I'm like, "Damn, I want to have a really good year, but maybe like not too good." Like, you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so like that was, you know, that, but like, so once everything kind of shook out and happened, like again, things kind of worked out nicely. But we definitely planned for this so that you know I could not be. Um, you know, super neurotic about my training while he was super young and, you know, he wasn't on a schedule and we weren't sleeping much. And, you know, just cause training obviously takes a, a ton out of you. So, you know, I didn't want to be a full zombie, like, especially for the first few months of his life. Cause that didn't yeah. seem fair to him or to Caitlin, my wife or, you know, to anybody really, or to
1: me. <laughs> True <clears throat> yourself included. Absolutely. That's really important. Yeah. How was, how was your, like, um, you know, 2020 birth situation. It just like, were you allowed to be in the hospital? I know some places were really strict about all of those roles. And it's crazy mm-hmm. to think that the world was on fire and you guys were still just like, you know, going through one of the most important moments of your life.
2: Yeah. So thank God. Yes. Um, you know, cool. I have friends who had babies early in corn or early during COVID and the husbands mm-hmm. were allowed in. And I was like, you would have to put up a steel door and strap me to bed <laughs> because I really don't see a world where you don't let me in the room for the birth of my first child. Like, that's just not, right. you know, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't, like they said that. And I just looked at Kayla and I was like, that's cute. They they think they can stop me. I was like, that's not, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily, um, you know, things are really for, for the most part with COVID things up here in Ithaca are pretty good. Um, you know, like our case numbers are relatively low and our hospital system is also very, um, I mean, we have a great hospital system as well. Like the birthing unit's fantastic. So, you know, we had a, we had a really great experience, especially being amidst all of this craziness. Like I was, you know, fully there for everything, awesome. questions, we felt super safe, you know, everything felt really clean, all the care, you know, all the first, you know, frontline workers were just, I
0: mean, we couldn't have asked for a better birth experience, you know, all things, all things considered.
1: It's awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. You did a you did a really touching post the other day. I, I almost messaged you on it, I want you to expound on it a little. Just uh, you know, coming away with a maybe a different view of your wife after the birth. I just remember the birth of mine, and I had the same feeling of uh, I I kind of call it shock and awe a little bit because it's shocking as a dude to see what goes down, and then there's just awe of of what just happened, and and you know how strong your wife is. What was that experience like for you? Um, sorry, he has a diaper. I'm gonna pass him off for a second.
1: Um, <laughs> ah, of course, oh, so, change him on the air. Come on, no, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> I've done a couple of lap changes already, so like I'm, you know, I'm feeling pretty confident in my on fly change abilities. Nice. nice. Yeah, no, that was. I mean, that process was unbelievable. Um, you know, like I obviously like I love my wife a lot, and like I had a tremendous amount of respect for her before she gave birth to our child um but like watching her go through everything like she had a very difficult labor um you know just i won't go into detail because you know but anyway like it was like
1: cool but off the air i have all the questions so oh like yeah. you I, and i, I, I are going to schedule that's our, that's our, that's our that's own that's zoom wanna, like
2: scare off anybody <laughs> listening to this with some weird birth details
1: mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But, i'm here but, for it later keep going
2: yeah. It was was many days long and there was a lot of ups and downs and, you know, she, like the way that she just kind of rolled with the punches and really, you know, she's a very control oriented person. She loves to have a plan. She loves to have, you know, like boom, 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 step A, B, C, D, like, you know, kind of run through it. And especially with COVID going on, you know, she didn't really want to have a birth plan necessarily because she didn't want, she wasn't sure what it was going to be like. So, you know, I mean, it was she blew my mind. Like, I mean, like just the way that she, I mean, kind of almost put her personality, like, I won't say put her personality aside because she's super, she's a really strong lady and like that came through and that shown, but like her ability to just kind of like, you know, put everything else aside and just be like, this is what my body's telling me. This is what the baby needs and just like put him first and foremost and just roll through that process. Like I was blown away. And then, you know, just like, yeah, I mean, the strength, the resolve, like, just the things that, like, your body has never felt more useless than when your wife births your child. Like, you're (laughs) like, wow, my, like, I am super fit. I'm one of the fittest people on the planet. And everything about me is useless. Like, you know, other than defending, like, my wife. Well,
1: not not everything, technically. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Not (laughs) anything. But you know, I mean, it was definitely, and like that and i've yeah i mean in and in that post, I think I said like you know the the amount of times i've like fallen over and like fallen in love with my wife again, like throughout the birth process, mm-hmm. and then since then, just like you know watching her care for our son and like you know um like watching the whole breastfeeding thing happen and like that bonding, you know, so it's just like it's a really cool just unreal thing that you know. obviously you can't appreciate until it happens to you like you know so i knew she cool. was awesome but turns out she's like a 100 times more awesome than i knew well,
1: she's a time, superhero straight 100.
2: up yeah I mean, all straight moms are
0: superheroes up. but i think she's so a, cool i think she's a special kind of superhero so oh. What what have you seen in yourself? Like I I felt that paternal instinct kick in. Like probably right, you know, it felt like moments after my daughter was born. Like I felt like a different person. How how has it been for you? Just like coming to the realization that you're a dad now. I mean, it's like
2: it's definitely the coolest thing ever. And like you know, I feel I don't know. I I just feel like every day is like a journey to try and earn the title. Because you know, like especially for me, like I have a really really good relationship with my parents. Like you know both my mom and my dad had a great relationship growing up we still have a great relationship to this day so like you know I I feel like I've got a really hard high bar to clear as far as like being a a dad that I would be like you know third like you know uh watching me be proud of like you know so I, I feel like I have a really high bar to clear um which I think is good but you know it's definitely so that's one piece but you know I think the biggest thing was just that like priorities change immediately, you know, like just, and the, you know, just like I'm, I'm I'm out and I go to do my training either in the basement or at the gym or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm more efficient than ever because I'm like, I want to, I want to go home and like, I want to, I want to spend time with him and I want to like spend more time with Caitlin. I don't want to miss anything, you know? So it's like that, that priority shift was probably just the biggest thing, um, you know, and like what you're, I guess, like, what your free time, you, like what you, when you thought you had free time before and like you thought you enjoyed doing these things in your free time, it turns out that what you really like doing is laying on the couch and staring at them. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, your free time kind of disappears pretty quickly. But
1: that was always, that was always like my biggest fear. That was always my biggest, like, you know, I don't know if we're ready to have kids because I don't know if I want to like give up my own things or I don't know if I'm going to want to like, you know, rush home from the gym to like, watch him sleep while, while, you know, I just like stare at him, that kind of thing, which like I've heard every parent say, but that was always kind of like the biggest shift for me into adulthood is like, are we ready to do this yet? Or like, do I still feel like I want to spend two hours at the gym if I feel like it on a weekend or something like that?
2: Oh, hundred percent. Like, I mean, you know, I, I mean, again, I think Kayla and I have a really strong, very like communicative relationship. So like, you know, I, we still, I'm not worried about like our personal uh, the things that we like to do, you know, on a personal basis that we still actually care about. It turns out, you know, some things you are like, Oh, it turns out I don't really like that thing that much. And it just kind of falls back. But, you know, like for the things that you really do enjoy, like, you know, I don't, you know, see any, I don't foresee any problems, you know, from our relationship standpoint, just because I know how strong it is and like how, you know, open and how much we communicate. So like, that's, you know, I guess the first piece of it, but we definitely, I mean, to go back to what you were saying, like we, We were very much like hemming and hawing for a long time about like, are we ready? Like, what 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 is ready? When you're like, how do I define Mm -hmm. the word ready for a child? You know, so like we were having, I mean, we were having a blast. We were running all over the world. CrossFit had opened up a bunch of cool opportunities. You know, like we just did a bunch of really cool stuff, and we were like things that we could do with the kid, but would put have to put off, you know, until he or she was three, four, five, or older. You know, like exactly during those, you know, young, younger stages. So that was kind of the biggest, I guess, thought process for us was like, all right, you know, we were both, we both hit right about 30 and we had had just a couple of years of just, you know, phenomenal life experiences. Like we went to South Africa twice, Iceland a couple of times, went to Ireland, you know, like it was just like did a, like, we love to travel. So let me preface that. So like, you know, we had a bunch of really great trips, made a lot of awesome people. And we were like, man, like that was great. And then we just kind of had this moment of like, Hey, I I think it's. I think we're ready. I think it's time. It's all right. Yeah, we've had enough experiences, and we'd love. You know, we can't wait to travel with him and show him the world. Like, you know, that's definitely high up on our list of things to do as a family. But, um, you know, we're we were pretty happy taking a break for a little while, and it turns out COVID was going to force us to take a break anyway. So,
1: yeah. I know. I feel like such a dick every time, every time I say like, it was kind of nice being forced into a break because I know that a lot of people, it was not good for them. And so I, you know, I preface it by saying I can appreciate how that necessarily wasn't the best scenario for a lot of people, but I we sort of felt exactly the same way in this house where I'm like, Oh good. Like I'm tired. I don't mind staying home, working from home, you know, being forced to spend time together. It's totally appropriate at this point. Not
0: the worst. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break from this fun conversation with Tim to talk about our sponsor this week, uh, Airwave again. Nikki, how's it uh, mouthpiece treating you?
1: You know, it's been good for me lately because we have had to be wearing our masks at the gym while we work out. So I haven't been able to wear it. At the gym the way that I had been. But what's been cool is like I've been adding it to my at home arsenal of ways to train, which <laughs> is only growing as we get further into 2020, huh? And into 2021. I keep thinking to my, I thought I was okay. I thought I had everything I needed. And now I'm like, oh, crap. How do I grow the home gym setup even more than I thought same. I needed to? Yep. So yeah, a mouthpiece and mask is not my favorite way to train. However, I do love having a little something to make it even more challenging for me at home because I don't have a lot. Like I don't have the beautiful home setup that you do. Um, I have one air bike, which like, ugh, I have it, ugh. And we have like, <laughs> we borrow some dumbbells from the gym. Like we've got an awesome med ball um, that Abmat sent over. So that's been cool, but like, there's not a lot. So I need to do something at home to make it as challenging as if I were in the gym. I throw a weight vest on sometimes. I put the mouthpiece in and it helps me just change up my training in a way that I know is going to build my cardio endurance more and help me in the long run.
0: Yeah, I you know, I feel the same way about it. So I've been uh, I don't have an arsenal like you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> but I've been training at home exclusively. Um, Cliffside's still open, but you know I'm, I'm in an essential business, so I got to take some time off to sure. make sure I stay safe. Sure. And so I'm wearing it at home on also on my assault bike and doing burpees and like a lot of cardio stuff, weightlifting. Like I get the full gym, and it's been great. You know, the the only place that's messing me up is uh, I listen to a lot of rap music when I work out and now I can't rap. So that's kind of sucks. But oh otherwise,
1: my God,
0: I know it's terrible. It's really messing up my flow. But,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. well, if you if you uh, don't have a flow to mess up like John does, um, we do highly recommend you guys try it. It's called the Airwave Performance Mouthpiece. You can find it at airwave.com, A-I-R-W-A-A-V. And although it takes a little bit of getting used to you to train with a mouthpiece in your mouth it's really like slim and sleek it folds to your teeth folds molds to your teeth easily um and does help build your aerobic capacity does help you kind of go longer in wads without feeling like you're redlining can't breathe as much and it helps with recovery time too and there's science to back it up like it's not just us being like this thing's cool like there's some pretty cool science. If you if you didn't uh, listen to our episode with your interview with Dr. Gardner, it's worth a listen because she smarts hell, and she's been doing research on this thing for a while. So give it a shot. Is that how I sound when I say things are cool?
0: A little bit, probably. Mean? Probably. What do you mean? This thing's cool. That's what you said. It. This cool. No, uh, I
1: was making fun of myself.
0: Okay, good. All right. Well, <laughs> well, everybody, go buy yourself an airwave. I, I it's been great for me, and uh, it sounds like Nikki agrees. So yeah. with that, we will uh, get back to our conversation with Tim.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, John, do you have any good like dad advice for Tim?
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Look, first of all, Dad, he's got a great dad, so he doesn't need my advice. Like, true,
1: true. You know, I, Are, is
0: this the I, official I, kickoff of our dad series? It needs to be. Yeah, it's we're Tim. <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna do a dad series. I've already got your dad on the short list of people I want to have on. Uh, I ran into Tim's dad. I forget where I met him first. It was at a CrossFit event, and he just like seeked me out. He's like, hey, I'm Tim Paulson's dad. And we started talking to me like he'd known me his whole life. And, <laughs> oh. and first of all, he's fit as hell, Nikki. Like, he's competing. And is he still going to go to the Legends competition in yes. Phoenix? Yep. Yeah, he's going to go out there. Yeah, so he's competing in this Legends Masters comp uh, that's coming up in December. I'm going to go to that. So I'll see him compete, which will be fun. Ooh. And so, yeah, he's super strong, super fit. And then I <laughs> ran into him again, I think maybe at Wadapalooza. I think that's yeah. right. And again, same thing. He just like tracks me down and talks to me like we've known each other our whole life. You know, like he's just super, super That's a f-
1: dad. That's dad move. Number one, everybody's <laughs> yeah. champ. Hey, buddy. Hey, chief. Let's like, we go way back.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's the thing though. Like, you know, and it, it's funny. I mean, you know, you're obviously full grown and he's still out there supporting you. That's, you know, that's the, so I think cool. the biggest trick of being a dad is just being there. Like, I can't tell you how many sidelines I was sitting on for soccer games and, plays and musicals and god knows what and some of it's painful to watch but it's your kid you want to be there you know it's like it's your painful yeah, yeah. And, like, and you know mine are 19 and 17 now so i look back at you know i get the photos on my phone of you know memories or whatever and i'll look back on the events now and i'm like oh man i hated that play but they were so cute you know yeah. so that'd be my only advice just go to as many things as you can and and truthfully it you know, I think to your earlier point of, you know, well, this, are we ready to blow up our life? It really doesn't like, you still find time to do the things you want to do. I mean, and you're a CrossFitter dude, that kid will be in the gym doing rope climbs in like oh, yeah. two years. You know? No so. doubt. <laughs> no, man. That's like, I, I mean, I appreciate
2: that because I couldn't agree more. Like, you know, going back to like both my parents, like, again, You know, my mom's the best, but like, you know, like, again, father son relationship is something very like, you know, it's very special. And, you know, my dad was always, no matter what sport I played, he started like, you know, so like he was a, he was a division one basketball player and like, he was also a runner. So he was like, he's been fit his whole life, like always been an athlete, but he's never played any of the, like, you know, I chose ice hockey and he like slapped on skates and tried to learn how to play ice hockey at like 30. Oh my God. I wanted to snowboard when I was like 13. He's like, all right, screw it. I've never been to a mountain, but I'll snowboard. So he like snap slaps on a snowboard and learns how to snowboard at like 40 years old. You know, it's just like, and that, like those, you know, just like that desire to be like, Oh, well like this is what my son wants to do. So like, I'm at least going to give it a shot so I can be involved and be like a small part of it. Like that was always a really big piece of like my dad, my relationship, you know, again, he coached my sports teams, you know, all until I was a mid like, you know, mid teenager. So you know, I definitely have those fond memories of my own dad, you know, growing up just that, again, he was always there and always trying what I wanted to try, even if it seemed, you know, even if he had no right to try it. And it was the same thing with CrossFit. Like I I started CrossFit in 2012 and like, I think I made my first regional and then like the next year. So I made regionals in 2013. And then in 2014, my dad was like, Hey, what is this thing? Because I had owned a gym for two years at that point. he like, so he started CrossFit and like, so that was like, you know, his, that's his most recent feat is like, you know, he started CrossFit when he was, I don't even know how to do math. He was born in 64 and it's currently, he started in 2014. Someone do numbers. Uh, he was old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a late start, but.
1: Oh my goodness. I love him. Oh,
0: and he's so supportive. I, that like is the
1: greatest.
0: He he's such a supportive dude, Nikki. I don't know, like I've ever told you this, Tim, but one thing I really appreciate about your dad is during the whole um kind of uproar with CrossFit earlier in the year, I was catching a lot of hell on social media from people. That's no secret. And your dad would just occasionally just send me a message of support. Just hey, really like your stuff, you know, keep keep the faith, you know, oh. appreciate what you're doing. Like it wouldn't be anything flowery or, you know, but it'd just be a quick, hey you're doing great keep doing what you're doing that really means a lot you know
2: yeah no i mean he's and like that's i mean both i joke all the time that like my my parents are like the mayors of crossfit because you <laughs> know again, of course they're like you know i'm i'm there so of course they're super proud of me and they're proud of what i've accomplished with the games and with my gym and all that stuff so it's like you know there's that piece of it but like i mean one of the funniest memories like it was uh it was regionals in 20 I think it was 17. I think it was the first year that I qualified. And we're like walking out and <clears throat> we're at, leaving the stadium in all, it was in Albany that year. And like, my mom sees like a block across the, oh yeah, this, my, my wife just looked in and oh, the Catherine story. I was like, yes, this one. So, <laughs> so like my mom looks down the street and two blocks down is, you know, Katrin and, and Ben and like whoever else was walking down. And she's like, oh my God, I haven't seen her out of the, you know, whatever all weekend. So she's like, Bolts across the street and so like, hey, just like walks right up, nice as can be. She's like, "I'm Tim's mom." And and oh no, it was 2018 because Catherine had a, a an inkling of who I like was. She's like, mm-hmm. "I'm." Tim. She's like, "Oh, that's so great!" And so like, you know, she just like assumed that cat like Catherine knew who I was when in reality I'm like, you know, I Catherine and I have interacted minimally. You know, like a couple times here and there throughout the years. Like, you know, we're not close friends or anything like that. And she was like runs across the street in the middle of nowhere introduces herself as my mom and just like strikes up a conversation and you're just like you know it's just like that shit happens all the oh time like God. they're just like they're really nice people like they genuinely are two of the nicest humans you know on the face of the planet and like I'll say that till the day I die so you know that goes a long way i think
1: <laughs> i also like that she has this like intrinsic mom vibe that like everyone knows my son i'm tim's mom tim's the best oh, right everybody knows tim
2: 100% yeah <laughs> Just that, like, oh that mom God. pride that you can't, like, you can't really can't fake and it's just kind of there all the time. Like, I could mm-hmm. suck and she'd still be like, oh, yeah, Tim. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs>
1: <I appreciate laughs> Tim, your- he's like probably the best Crossfitter out there, you know. Yeah. You know, that guy. He's my wow. son. They're,
0: they're all like that, Nikki. Every Crossfit parent I've run into I is know. like this. Ever, like, uh, I Paige, I, have, I don't know if you oh know Paige Cemenza's mom, but oh, she's, yeah. uh, she oh, is oh, outrageous. No. Yeah, well, her her mom's ridiculous, like totally outrageous, like (laughs) the worst potty mouth. She makes Nikki seem like a priest, like her potty (laughs) mouth is so bad. I mean, I've been
1: better lately that we've been on YouTube. You got, I'm trying really fucking
0: up a little bit. Yes, you have been a little. You have been a little better, but (laughs) but Paige's mom cusses like a sailor and just owns it. (laughs) You know, and it's so much fun to like watch a competition with and. You know, there was the time I ran into Travis Williams' mom. She was the same way. She's like, Have you ever heard of my uh, son, Travis? And I'm like, Yes. Yeah, so we've all heard of your I son, know, Travis. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Truthfully, like, my parents are like that too. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> my mom was constantly like, My daughter, she's like really good at CrossFit. And I'm like, Oh my God, mom, no, I'm not. Please. Yeah. Please don't do that. It's not like that, really. I like talk to people on TV who are really good at CrossFit. There's
2: (laughs) that counts. Counts it counts to mom anyway.
1: It 100 percent counts for mom. (laughs) I'm very excited to see what kind of a CrossFit dad you turn into once your son ends up being like the fittest baby on earth or something.
2: Oh, we'll find out. I yeah. (laughs) I hope, I hope I can be a uh, graceful parent because I know like, I mean, I've you know I'm I've got, I'm, I'm, I have like, a, I have a little bit of a temper and like, so does my wife. Like, you know, we're just like that kind of like that protective, I'll say good temper, like that, like passionate engagement yeah. with the universe. Like I consider it, you know, productive largely. Um, So I'm like, I'm hopeful that I can uh, be a good Good parent in the stands, and not one of the horrible ones that I remember from my
0: childhood. Dude, when, when uh, I
1: screwed that, I am coming in with cowbells and like uh, signage, yes. and air horns, and screw all your other kids. Mm-mm.
0: Oh my god! When I, when I started CrossFit, my coaches had a baby, <laughs> and they would they brought this baby into class every morning. I'd be there at five thirty, and they'd have this baby in a little, you know, carry on with them. And they were, you know, for after several years, this kid, I think it. By the time they left, he was like four or five. And you know, Travis competed at the games. He finished second one year, and his kid was super fit at like five. And he would let this kid go up an eight foot, eighteen-foot rope. This kid would just like scurry up this rope and he'd just stand back and let it happen. And like the nervous dad in me is like, Oh my god, this kid's like I would always stand close because I just felt like I had to catch the kid if he fell, you know. <laughs> just in case. Yeah, but he was like such a crossfit dad. He just let this kid just go up the rope like nobody's business. I love you it.
1: Know? I love uh, it.
0: <clears throat> it's so ridiculous <laughs>
1: Crazy yeah. So what if uh, What if your son uh, uh, Just hates on CrossFit And is like I am a theater nerd Dad what's up
2: Oh I mean so like funny I mean I am I am such a nerd Like you know I have an accounting background Like mm-hmm. I was growing up I love reading fantasy Like you know I have a, a deep appreciation For nerds because I am one and I have always been one. So I'm like, yeah, I'm the weird jock nerd. So like, you know, I was that kind of weird middle ground. So, I mean, I, you know, (laughs) I think I said, I forget who I was talking to about this recently, but I was like, you know, I just, I hope that whatever, you know, whatever Wes likes to do, that he just feels the confidence ingrained in him from both my wife and I to like go out and just do it and not give a shit about it. Like whatever, you know, I don't care what you do, man. Like as long as you, care a lot about something and you, re- and like you pour yourself into it, you try and be great at it. Like, you know, that's awesome. Like that's, you know, it can be whatever the hell you want, but you know, I hope you find something that, you know, inspires you like that and drives you like that so that, you know, cause I know plenty, you know, there are plenty of people who just kind of meander through life, not knowing what the hell they want to do. And they do mm-hmm. something they don't really care about with a
0: minimal passion. And it's like that, that wow. sucks. It's not now a fun way to live. Let's be honest. <laughs> you you have a deep love of really heavy music. I, I hear it on your feet all the time. So what if he comes home and tells you he really loves country western? Oh, I actually, I enjoy country. Country is like one of the, only, that's basically the only music I enjoy
2: besides heavy metal.
0: Okay. So basically heavy metal,
2: country. Um, everything else can go to hell. Um, oh. You know, So as long as long as he's and so I'm already ingraining him like, you know, when I'm like bopping around in the kitchen with him making dinner or something like I've always got my metal playlist going off to the side and he's he's definitely getting he's getting indoctrinated young. So hopefully kind of picks it up. And, you know, it's all he's going to listen to in the car until he can control the radio station, which is at least
0: 25 years away. So, I mean,
1: for sure. Oh, for (laughs) sure.
0: (laughs) So no, yeah, see, so you, you want to say that I started mine young on Nirvana and Pearl Jam and, yes. and all these all these rock bands, and they still like them. But mm-hmm. I got one that listens to show tunes, another the other one listens to rap. You know, so it's like it goes either way. Yeah, but they yeah. still they still like it. They'll still listen to it. Like we'll put it on, and the, you know they'll like all right. We we remember this. Nirvana's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, fine, Dad.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I remember the first. I'm the first album I remember this may not be the first one my dad like played for me but like the first one I remember is when we got in the car my dad put on uh, Americana by The Offspring and he was basically like you can't tell your mother because like it was the explicit version and I was like I mean I I don't even remember how old I was (laughs) 10 years old so it was just like I just remember listening to that in the car with him and like you know they they curse a couple times and like one or two of the songs are just inappropriate and like Yeah. So that was like one of my first, like, don't tell mom memories.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. So funny. Your dad was hip. Look at him getting into like the pop culture music of the times. Yeah. I
2: mean, he, like he listened, he actually, he and I have always kind of listened to similar music. Um,
1: yeah,
2: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know like chicken or the egg. I don't know who started it, but I mean like, you know, he's always just enjoyed rock. Um, you know, he definitely has like, he has his stuff from when he was growing up that I have minimal appreciation for and have really never listened to. And I can't even bring him off the top of my head. Um, But you know, like, like when I was growing up, like he always, there was always rock on in his car. Like, you know, he always, that's just kind of what he like always had Metallica or whatever going on. So like I listened to it when I was growing up and I think I was just also a very testosterone addled youth. So I was like, you know, hockey player, physical, I want to hit stuff and like heavy metal just made sense
1: totally I
0: mean, you said totally. he's 64 and i do math well which means he's six Ooh, yeah, years o- he's, he's six years older than me so he's 56 or 57 at this point which means yeah he he came up during the era when metallica was first kicking off like the early yeah. metallica like the really good stuff yeah mm-hmm. probably i if i'm guessing and i haven't talked to your dad about it but i'm guessing ozzy Osbourne like would have been mm-hmm. big zeppelin would have been big at that time you uh-huh. would had all the good bands so yeah he yes got- And then so like, and this is, oh, you know,
2: so I just remembered one of his other favorite loves, he loves The Doors. And it's like,
1: oh, yeah,
2: like he always joked growing up. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I was friends with the stoners, but I wasn't a stoner. So he's like, it was he's like, I think that's where I got my appreciation for The Doors was like, you know, it was kind of just this like very like mellow, chill music that just didn't. Again, it's, it's not typical of what he would listen to. So it was just kind of like. Yeah, so that, there you go. The doors that was—I knew it was a D. I just couldn't remember what it was.
1: Fringe. It was a fringe doors listener.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited oh,
1: to watch that. him
0: compete. I think it's going to be fun.
1: Oh, that'd yeah. Be
2: cool. I mean, like I said, the dude's super fit. I mean, he's—you know—I'm—I'm I'm curious to see how this whole new. Season shapes up and what that means for the Masters because you know like he had had a, initially he was hoping sometime in his fifty five to sixty Masters tenure to make the games as a Masters athlete. Um, you know he made the online qualifier last year for the first time, so you know he was kind of happy with how that progress was going. So you know I'm curious to see what headquarters does with the teens and the Masters and stuff like that because you know they've they've leaked some things. Yeah, I've heard some rumor. You know like you don't really know what. At, a, at what's happening right now at all but you know especially for those guys like the individuals we at least have a little bit of a guideline now but
1: yeah I don't know, we'll see is, <clears throat> sorry is the um master's comp gonna be in person like are they all gonna be on site
2: as of right is now legends
1: comp yeah.
2: yeah it sounds i mean yeah arizona i mean i you know i think arizona for the most part doesn't believe COVID exists so i think hmm. like
0: you know, I, so I think they're kind of just like going along. do they're still counting votes out there, man. Come on, man. oh man, they got, they got bigger thing to worry, bigger issues to worry about.
2: Exactly, they can't count COVID cases. They can't even count votes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Counting so, is
1: hard, guys. Come it on. Is.
2: <clears throat> so it sounds like they're going to go off, you know, as as planned. Okay. But you know, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to expect of the rest of 2020 or early 2021 right now at this point, like, you know, you got places in country shutting gyms down again. And like, you know, you're just kind of sitting over here, just fingers crossed that yours doesn't get hit. So it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: no, I don't know what to expect of anything, much less a live event of some kind.
1: I know. I know. I feel exactly the same way. And like as cases around the entire country rise, I'm just kind of like, like you said, like I listen to every address in my, from my local governor being like, is it, are we open? Do I have to wear a mask? Like, what's happening next? And I love that. Like, I don't get me wrong. Like, I'm the eternal optimist, and I'm very excited for the year to turn over and for 2021 to be better. And we like hit the ground running with a fresh start. But like, I just think it's funny that so many people are like, "Oh, just wait for this year to end, and everything's going to be all better." And I'm like, "Ooh, will it mm, though? Yeah, will it? Though? Though? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works at all. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that." You know, I think a lot of I mean, and again, granted, 2020 has had its quirks, we'll call them, um, mm. you know, but I, like, I guess I'm, I'm also an eternal optimist. And my wife is constantly she's mocked me over the years. She's like, sometimes you're so positive. I want to hit you like, you know, like, like yep. one, my like, husband
1: says that to me all the time.
2: I can be like that sometimes, you know, so it's like I I try and find, especially this year, like I've just tried to find silver linings because there has been like so much chaos and so much stress. And like, you know, one of the biggest ones, obviously, is the birth of our son, because that's, you know, like we we had that to look forward to the whole time. We were like, all right, you know, granted, being pregnant and dealing with COVID was its own stress. And my wife's a physical therapist. So she was working in a hospital full time throughout the whole thing. So, you know, it carried its own stresses for sure. Um, but you know, still kind of like, it was always the shining light was like, Hey, he's coming, you know, like this, this thing that we decided to do, like he's on his way. So it definitely helped maintain some perspective, you know, despite like the gym getting shut down and just kind of all the craziness and chaos that came from that. So like, yeah, but I'm definitely, I'm an, I'm an eternal optimist, but I can also be a very harsh realist sometimes. So I feel like I kind of, (laughs) I swing to both sides of the spectrum. (laughs)
1: What, uh, <clears throat> what will you do? Like if we get to a point where we have to shut down again, what what was your gym's plan? Like, do you do zoom classes, home lots, equipment rentals? Like what, where do you stand on all that stuff?
2: Yes, yeah, so we did. We gave, we rented out all of our equipment. No questions asked. Um, first time it happened. And then we opened up for a little bit and then we shut down again. So, like we've, we've rented out our equipment two, if not three times now. Um mm-hmm. And then we have, so we write an at-home program, and I film daily videos. Like I do YouTube videos every day that are like eight to twelve minutes long, and I basically walk through everything. So I'll walk through the warm-up exercises, the skill stuff, the you know scaling options depending on what you have, the cool downs. Like I'll go through all of that stuff because, frankly, I mean, we just found that our members just didn't take to Zoom classes. You know, like like they just. Yeah. I feel like some gyms, some gyms, it was like wildfire. Like I saw gyms with like twenty-five people in a Zoom class, and like I barely get two. Like where Mm -hmm. are you finding 25 people to go sit on a computer and work out together? You know, like, again, for whatever reason, you know, I mean, we live in a relatively small town in you know, central New York. And I mean, I don't know if it's technology problems or just hatred of technology. I don't know what it is, but it just, you know, Zoom classes didn't work for us. So, yeah, we we did them for a few weeks, but we very quickly faded them off because it was just not it wasn't worth the time and effort on the part of our coaching staff. Um, So for the people that wanted that, you know, daily interaction, we started doing one-on-one check-ins via FaceTime. So like for the members who were like, Hey, you know, I need some, like I need some help. I need some guidance or whatever. um, You know, our coaching staff basically just set up like a weekly 20 minute appointment and they would just have a FaceTime. You could get to see the staff interact. You could go over some movements if you wanted to, or just shoot the shit. And that's frankly what most of mine turned into like, we, we talked about fitness like the first week or two. And then after that, it was basically just like a weekly call with the members to just say, hey, what's up and see how life was going. So,
1: Oh, I love that. that. That's what we really needed when we were all like for real shut in for, you know, the beginning part, especially like we just needed other human interaction outside of, you know, the people <laughs> we were stuck in the house with.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, and it was like, I mean, those check-ins were, I mean, honestly, they were good. Like I'm an introvert, but like, they were great for me too. Cause again, you know, Caitlin, my wife, she worked the whole pandemic. So like gym was shut down. I was like, I'm at home all day. And like, I was training for the games at that point for, you know, the games. I didn't know if they were going to happen, but I was still training. It's like, you know, I wasn't coaching in, in person, you know, like, like you were, it was all back end stuff of figuring out like, all right, how do we transition? excuse me, how do we transition the gym to remote, you know, operations. And then there was all the CrossFit stuff going on and just like interacting with members and constantly communicating, you know, the, the w- I worked more the first like four weeks of the pandemic than I probably have in the last like year, like, mm-hmm. you know, like on my computer from like 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. Like constantly just trying to figure out how to best go about this. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a journey.
1: Well, I at least feel like even if we get, back to a point of closures or shutdowns or whatever, you know, because of COVID, I at least feel like we're all prepped so that it won't, the transitions will be smoother. We've all already done this once. We know if we just buckle down and do it for a while, then we can get back to our lives. Like, you know, hopefully it'll be less of a scramble and less of a, a scary situation because we're all just gonna be like, okay, we've done this. Like, let's get back to work and then we can get back to normal.
0: I'm I'm over here nesting like a new father right now, worried about the next, worried about the next shutdown. Like, seriously, Are
1: you the reason why we're back to toilet paper bands?
0: Yeah, I've been down in my basement for the last three days, like working on the floors, getting them back to ready, making sure I've got all my gear in the right place. Going, all right, the gym's shutting down again in a couple of weeks, so I got to be prepared to work out at home. You know, oh man. I like,
1: Oh, I should do, I, you know what? Now that you're saying that out loud, I should totally do that. I was thinking yeah. about investing in an air runner. Maybe now's the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe. I mean, if you can get, I I haven't, you can't buy crap for exercise equipment right now. So unless you've got like a no. dealer, like, please, if you have one, send them my way, because I would love to, <laughs> like, I would love, I want to get a, like an echo bike for my basement. And like, you know, like our basements almost fully outfitted. So like, you know, there's like the only thing missing, you know, is an assault bike or an echo bike at some point. So
0: Daniel Brandon was selling one yesterday. I wish I would have known. I really? Yes,
2: oh, it was. Shoot. It was in her story. Oh man, that's like that's the only thing I have left. I just got a new rower for the basement. Like things are looking good.
1: You know what you need to do is do you follow Joel T on Instagram? He's as many reviews as possible. No. Get it, AMRAP, as many reviews as possible. You should, and everyone listening should, and turn on post notifications for him because he gets like the scoop on all the deals. That's his thing. It's like he does reviews on like equipment and gear. And sometimes I'll pop into his YouTube channel and do like a lady review. We all met, John introduced me to him at the um, Under Armour Human Performance Summit that we went to at the beginning of this year before COVID ruined the world. Yes. Um, Yeah. And Joel just, he like knows, he knows who's having a sale, he knows when insert piece of equipment here happens to be like back on Amazon. So follow him as many reviews as possible and turn on your little like post notifications on Instagram for, for when things are back in stock.
2: He's got the hookup then
1: he knows, he just knows all the things. So What do
0: you you need an echo bike or a, or an assault bike or either? I don't,
2: I don't really have a preference, but part of me wants to get an echo because my gym has assaults. So like I just, Mm. for training variants, it would be really nice to have, you know, it would be nice to have an echo for if it pops up in a competition, just so I have one. Um And also, yeah, just change. I guess just change. Why not? Like, I've only used assault bikes and I've only died on them for the last, like, you know, seven years. So why not try and die on something <laughs> different? <laughs>
1: Fair.
2: Yeah, we'll see. But Yeah, I mean, I think, like, everyone... I mean, you know, like it's from a business standpoint, like obviously we have a lot of data now. So like, if we were to get shut down again, like, you know, we have some policies and procedures in place. We have a rough idea of what we would do, you know, from that standpoint, I feel like we could handle it pretty well. Um, you know, and we weathered we're, we're one of the only gyms in town that weathered the storm. Like most of the other gyms locally, again, we're in a relatively small town. They all shut down. We lost three micro gyms over the course of the shutdown. Maybe four, definitely three, maybe four.
1: What's a micro gym?
2: Uh, I guess anything akin to a CrossFit affiliate, like a small personal training studio or a functional fitness gym or a weightlifting gym, like anything kind of in that, like very niche. Um, I guess anything, not a globo gym to me is like a micro gym essentially. Sure. Um, yeah. So we lost a bunch of them during the shutdown. So, you know, we scrape by, you know, we scrape by, by the skin of our teeth. So I would question like, people's willingness to shut down again because i think the more like and this is a very much off topic conversation that i've been thinking about lately is just like people seem to be very burnt out by covid and like maybe that's from a lack of a unified you know plan from state to state like you know certain states never shut down and other states were shut down for 5 months you know like like there's such a grand variance about what happened like my gym was closed for almost 6 months you know and i have friends gyms that never closed and, you know, so it's just like you're you're in those weird like, what the like, so we are closed for six months. And if we're still in trouble, then are you going to tell me that closing for a month is going to fix the problem? You know, I think like that's where and that that's going to be me being, I'll say, a healthy skeptic of like, you know, I'll do I'll do whatever they say is best for the greater population. Like, you know, like, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that guy who stands up there and pumps my fists on the right. Back. right. You know, I'm definitely not going to go that route, but at the same time, you know, I, I'd like to see some, I'd like to see some rationale and some logic and some science behind this stuff, because, you know, especially living in New York state, you know, I feel like we've, for whatever reason, our governor, like, is just on a crusade against gyms, like, just, like, couldn't be Hmm. more mad at our existence for whatever reason. And, you know, there's just, like, anytime anything bad happens, it's like, oh, it's gyms. You know, it's like, oh, COVID clusters, gyms. It's like, well, no, they're not. There hasn't been a single COVID cluster traced to a gym in New York State. Right. So, you know, like, so why are you so mad? I
1: know, I know. You're so right. And that's what makes this really difficult is, like, Waiting to hear if we're going to be shut down again, just because in general, everyone's doing, you know, numbers are rising and everyone's doing so poorly. But, you know, we, my gym has been open since June 1st and, you know, coaches get tested and whatever, whatever. We haven't had a single issue, knock on wood, since June 1st. And we followed every precaution and we're 14 feet apart and our owner built these barriers out of like clear plexiglass and PVC pipes. And it looks like a maze, looks like a labyrinth in the gym, whatever. He did everything he had to do. And we have been operating awesome since June 1st. And so if we need to close, because for society, we need to shut everything down in order to regroup or whatever. Like I get it. It's just really hard to be like, well, the science shows that like we're doing great and that people who work out aren't really as affected as much. And it's just hard. It's hard because I get it. I get why we need to close. And I'm like, but at the same time, like we're doing so good. Do we have to, Ugh. I don't yeah. know.
2: And that's when you're like, that's when you get into the greater societal question of, all right, well, you trust people to do what's right or not. And like, you know, does the government have to mandate what's right or wrong because people are dumb or smart? Like, you know, that's I I feel like know. We're kind of, we're walk, that's where we're we're at the balance now is like, all right, if we could all trust each other to just be smart and do the right thing and try and take care of each other, we'd probably be fine. But I, I do not suspect that that is the case.
0: I, I have no, so many opinions is. on this, so many opinions, but I don't want to get blown up in my DMs for two weeks, so I'm going to keep I them know, to myself. I However, know. I, I will say though, as an avid CrossFitter, like the difference between doing zoom classes and not doing zoom classes, I'm with you. Like, I don't think zoom classes are the way for gyms to go. If I were given an affiliate owner suggestions or advice, I would say find ways to increase accountability outside of those calls. So like I've been kind of splitting my time between my home gym and going to cliffside. And whenever I work out at home, I, these days, I don't do my own programming. I find somebody else who's done a workout at another gym. I find out what the time should be. And then I go do it. So like today, for instance, the workout I did was terrible, but but I knew what the time range should be. And I wanted to quit in my last round, but I'm (laughs) like, I got to hit that time. I had the accountability of knowing where I needed to be. And I, I crushed myself to get there, you know, so I got just as good a workout as I would have under the supervision of my coaches, or, you know, maybe not form wise, but I got the the job done. (laughs) You know, exactly. I got the, yeah, I got the job done, you know, and it's, I I think it's finding ways to increase that accountability. And so I love what you said earlier about, you know, getting together for calls and, and, you know, kind of conversations around what they're doing. I think the more we can do that, I think the more we can, <laughs> we can push our community together and, and get through it. Like my fear is what you described is we just keep seeing gyms close, and it yeah. just breaks my heart just to think, you know, how many affiliates are affected by that. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, positive. We're thinking
1: positive. (laughs)
2: Exactly. But I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely, I mean, it's it's a bummer. Like there's, you know, this is a, like the economy is going to be on, I mean, you know, there's going to be a, a, like an an economic shift, like as far as small businesses go. That's, I mean, in my opinion, going to be unprecedented that like from the last few decades, just because again, small businesses are closing at a rate that you, we haven't seen in, I mean, not in my lifetime, And it's only going to continue because most of the businesses that are open now probably took on massive debt in order to stay open. And as the time goes along, like as long as COVID exists and everyone's operating under restrictions, like my gym wasn't designed to operate with 10 person classes, you know, like, you know, that like we, we don't, you know, we can't pay our rent long-term with 10 people in a classroom. Like, you know, we need, we need 20 people in a classroom and, you know, like, and I, you know, whether it's a restaurant or whatever it is, like, again, you're not, businesses aren't designed to operate at minimal capacity. Like there's a, there's a reason that businesses strive for a certain level of occupancy and revenue. And like, that's, that's, you know, I, I don't know how long you can get away with this, you know, like again, we're, I cut our operations down as lean as we could, And even then we're still only in the black right now, barely because of a rent break. Like we were lucky enough to work with our landlord and we got a a big enough cut on rent through the end of the year that, you know, we're able to hold on tight. But like, I don't know what's going to happen when January comes. Like, you know, if our rent goes back up to our standard number and our, we're still limited by COVID or we're shut down again, like, you know, I mean, it's, there's a
0: lot of questions and there's a lot of unknowns. Well, I think the only answer is you have to go win the CrossFit games.
1: Exactly. There's that. You know? Yeah.
2: Just dump all the cash in the gym, save yes. nothing, and just call it a day. Exactly. Yeah. That's all you Perfect. do.
1: That's the goal You for- liquidize yeah. your metal.
2: Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. You hawk <laughs> more, the gold. <laughs> more importantly, I will have unlocked my dad's strength by next year. So I won't be so yes. sit on the front squad. I won't get dominated by it. And everything will be fine.
1: Dude, dad's Maybe. strength, that's gonna that's gonna. Change everything. Matt who, for, right?
2: For it to kick in. It's only been six
0: weeks and I don't feel any stronger. So.
1: Takes a minute. John, I, how long does it take?
0: I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know yet. <laughs> we'll I see. Would, I would definitely not know yet. You no, know, you'll always be the dad when your kid will be like, my dad's stronger than your dad. And you can actually prove it. That'll
1: be yeah. the- <laughs> oh,
2: well, yeah. Turns out that kid's not messing around. He's actually being, yeah. he's not lying. His dad is actually stronger yeah. than you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I hope Aww. I can stay well into his, I mean, yeah, that's going back to having like kids and all that stuff again. Like, you know, I think one of the coolest things is like, you know, I'm a little bit older than my dad. You know, my parents had me when they were 23 ish four. so, you know, I'm 30 oh babies. Oh, I know. But like, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, all right, when he's in his teens, you know, I'm going to be pushing 45. So like, I hope all this fitness that I've been doing for the last you know, 10 years I it doesn't cripple me as I get into my master's years and I stay functional because it'd be yep. pretty sweet to be able to, you know, again, like kind of like my dad, like plays all the sports that he wants, and just like be super active, you know, well into his, well into his life, not become a, yeah. you know,
0: sedentary old grouch Oh, you'll be able to. The The only difference at this age, ten, like I'm 50. So the only difference at this age is you wake up and you're just not quite sure what's going to work that day. It'll probably work, <laughs> no. but you're just you're just not positive. You know, you're like you know, some things so. will fire in all cylinder. Some won't. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the yeah. way it works. Just the yeah. way it works. I'm confident. So, yeah. Well, it's been great, dude. Well, we appreciate you yeah. coming yeah. on. Thank and-
1: you so much. Thank you well, for taking time. I know that it's, you know, with a new baby, it's hard to find it. Oh. So this was awesome
2: can always make time for you guys.
1: Oh, yay. <laughs> Good. We'll do this same time next week. Perfect. <laughs>
2: exactly. I'll steal them, have a beer, but yeah,
0: I'm definitely going to go steal them from my wife now and cuddle them. So. so that's totally true. fair. It's my totally turn. Totally fair. All right. Well, thanks, Tim. We appreciate it. Nikki, I hope you got your baby fever out of the way for the night. I feel bad for your husband who's going to hear this for the rest no. of the night. What are we having Poor a baby? Guy. What are we having a baby? Come on. Well, I know. Please. Let's do it. All right. Well, thanks guys. Good seeing you. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you joining us. We'll chat with you guys soon.